0: viewpoint 8 to 10 pm flipping conventional wisdom on its head on, on SAFM. With many businesses suddenly forced to rely on the internet to operate during the national lockdown it is now more crucial than ever for web users to correctly understand the extent of their security vulnerabilities in order to implement the right protective measures against cyber attacks. A public webinar hosted by the Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities Minister Maitengwana Mashabane aimed at addressing the impact of COVID-19 on vulnerable groups in relation to GBV was hijacked by hackers. The video conference took an unexpected turn when images of pornography were displayed at the department's expense. Of course, this is not the first case of a major entity being affected by a cyber attack during the lockdown. With no IT department in sight to support from webmasters, how can we do-it-yourself cybersecurity during this lockdown. The CEO of ESET, the security software developers, Kerry van Flanderen, I beg your pardon, Kerry. Kerry van Flanderen, Miss Kerry van Flanderen, is on the line to talk to us about The do's and don'ts, the obvious, the not so obvious, the subtleties and the realities occasioned by COVID-19 in the cyber world. Of course, this conversation is more pronounced than ever before simply because of the need for, to the extent possible, the the economy to keep running and to keep running online. Good evening to you, Kerry. Thanks for your time.
1: Uh, Good evening to you. Great to be sharing some, some tips with you guys and your listeners.
0: Yeah, well, the inevitable was always going to be something like this. This is a story which is not new, but, I mean, of course, we have to treat it with a kind of urgency as though it were new because the reality is the conditions are now fodder for these guys just to run rampant because everybody, for so long as one is at home, they are on their phones, they're engaging the cyber world, and this for them is mana from heaven.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, like you said, it's not new for cyber criminals to take advantage of situations like this. Um obviously this is really a global issue and absolutely the perfect situation for any kind of cyber criminal to jump on and then really they're just trying to find a way to either get some financial gain or to try and get some sensitive information from users so you know there's so much of that we have to worry about at the moment the idea we want to do is to provide people with some good tips about how to be safe online to enjoy being safe online rather than adding an extra stress. So, you know, we really have a lot to deal with. Um, We just need to be aware and and take some precautions.
0: Talking about being aware and taking precautions, this is a true story. My story, a couple of weeks ago, I just saw some random email. And I'm just going to tell you the story, and you're just going to pick up the red flags and educate us exactly Mm -hmm. how I got to find myself in the situation that I found myself in. A random email saying something I know nothing about. I don't know the sender. It says, ostensibly, Gauteng, Department of Finance, click on this because your payment has been through curious but i'm like i haven't had any engagements with this department i click on that thing there's nothing there this is my work email by the way so i couldn't be as dismissive say if it was in my gmail account to cut a long story short, a couple of hours there, after a couple of days, my in-contact from my Capitec account says money is gone from, and I don't know, five of these companies. Tweet, 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 tweet I don't know who these people are. in small amounts, 250-year, 150-year, 200 bucks, 300-rand yeah, there. A week later, they're up the stakes, 500-year and 1,600-year, at which point I just immediately stop my card. I go to the bank itself and I report these um, transactions that I know nothing about. And then, of course, an investigation is now underway. Of course, this is not new to you, and you're probably saying stupid use long as for opening an email that you knew (laughs) nothing about. Those are exactly the kinds of things people fall for, and I was no exception in this account, and it affected my account, fortunately, by just over two and a half grand. Um, It could have been a lot worse, and of course, I don't dismiss the fact that two and a half grand for somebody else is a lot. Do you want to talk to us about exactly that story and just to make sure that there isn't another song out there who's hook, line, and sync?
1: Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't put yourself down to being a, a silly user. So this is absolutely what these cyber criminals are preying on, and I'll probably place you as an educated IT user rather than somebody who isn't. I have way worse cases of people who have, gone all the way to doing what you might call silly things just because they didn't quite know what and what not to do. So like you mentioned, uh, you you, you received an email. It didn't quite seem like you were getting it from somebody you knew, but you needed to check it out because it might be work-related. We get scams that are absolutely brilliant and seem totally legitimate and even from people that you think you might know. Um, and uh, what you would normally do is check the sender and check... Pr- Possibly within the email link, uh, what what the email address is, and if it looks legitimate. Um, but but often, the, you know, it's really difficult to, for people to see. So we always say to users, please, please do not click on any links within any any kind of message. That especially at the moment, even within WhatsApp, within emails, anything that you are getting like that. If you really do feel you need to be finding out information regarding this email, rather go to the website directly. So for example, the World World Health Organization is a very um, used website at the moment. Make sure you type in the exact address within the the URL um, and the website address. Mm -hmm. um, And then go to the website itself. And if anything, really just call somebody. Uh, Go back to old school try and find somebody you really know on the other end, just to say, really, do I need to click on this? Do I need this information? An example on my side, uh, obviously uh, we have accountants and auditors doing information checks on our, our side. They send me a link and I need to sign something. I need, I'm need. i going to phone them directly and say, listen, are you wanting me to sign something? I'm not clicking on this link uh, until you, I'm absolutely sure it's what you're wanting. Uh, but I, absolutely, it happens all the time. Um, you, uh, Like you said, 2000 Rand um, is a lot to most people but it is a small amount compared to many of the financial gains um, uh, that these cyber criminals are getting through these type of scams
0: Let's continue the conversation then I understand Mr Garson Naidu is on the line who is the country manager for Cisco IT and networking company and this is right up your alley what happened earlier on with the minister maidengwana mashabana hosting a webinar suddenly things go pear shaped pretty quickly pornographic images on a government website and this is exactly the kinds of things that should worry anybody and not least yourselves because you've got clients in this space tell us your thoughts please mr naidu
2: yeah look i think we find ourselves in interesting times now thanks for thanks for having me um you know, with uh, what we found in people moving to work, work from home and working remotely from home, there's, there's been a, a lot of challenges. Not a lot of companies are accustomed to, to, to working from home uh, or collaborating over the, um, over the Internet or collaborating online. And uh, security becomes a very, very uh, important factor in how we collaborate and how we ensure privacy and security online. There's a there's a number of different um, you know tools and solutions techniques and things like it. But listening to Kerry, a previous speaker, I think you know one of the key things is that you have to be aware uh, of what you're doing. And uh, and when we start in you know enforcing uh, not not rather enforcing but educating our our people uh, when we work from home. So we've been working from home for a long time. We work remotely, and one of the key things that we find is educating our people on on um, these social engineering techniques that are used by hackers and uh, cyber criminals to gain access to, to, to various um, to various, uh, credentials as well as act, ask, uh, tend to actually, tend to get you to act in haste mm. uh, and click on links or download attachments and things like that. So certainly with, with COVID-19 and what's happening now, we've seen an We've seen an increase. So we have a so we have a, a, a global cyber threat intelligence team, right? Called Cisco tell us And all these uh, cyber um, cyber ex- cybersecurity experts they monitor the globe. They analyze about 180 billion uh, internet requests a day, and they block about 200 billion uh, malicious emails a day. And they've seen a 15 percent increase in spam. Right, so this is like malware and phishing campaigns, mm. and uh, and that, that's that's to get people to start uh, acting in haste or leveraging or tapping into their fears and uh, their desire for uh, you know information in, in these unprecedented times and uh, uh, and their hunger for information to act differently. I think that's that's one of the key things that we need to to, to warn against: people acting in haste to be really be more cognizant and, and take time uh to understand what they're doing, what links they're clicking on, which uh um, which sites they're going to.
0: Let me ask you this question from an institutional client perspective because a lot of businesses are forced to engage their clients, their employees, and everybody else who's a stakeholder to that particular entity online. And a lot of these people who are, in fact, online are you and me at home on behalf of the business. So I'm relying on my own internet connectivity or my own online structures um, to put it just in ordinary terms and of course that creates the necessary loopholes if you will because I'm not working I'm not working off the system that probably has all of these protocols in place to avoid this kind of thing what then do you say to the employer or, or what do you say to the employee at home to protect first of all the fiduciary interest of the of the employer and the commercial interest of this material or the ip of this material that they are interfacing with as well as keeping them safe because chances are they're using a work laptop or even a private laptop at home and they're performing other transactions with which they will then leave their trail of important commercial material and the like how how then practically does one at home do this and how does the business at home do this that's for you Garson. i'll come back to you now carrie
2: okay so yeah you, you're absolutely right now you have you find yourself in a scenario where let's say you you use a vpn connection into work into uh your work network and you are uh, working on some confidential stuff and then you you uh, stop that vpn and then you get on your personal stuff and maybe your kids want to use your laptop now because they're at home and they want to do uh and you need to do some certain school work and stuff like that and and then you you accidentally click on a link or download an attachment and that machine becomes compromised I mean, uh, you get back on your VPN, and then all of a sudden, there's, you know, your your company's network could be com- compromised. So it, it is a real, real fear, right? And uh, and it's a real thing. So so firstly, let's talk about businesses. and What businesses can do? There's a number of different um, technologies and architectures uh, that you that you could use, and you really need to to pay attention to that with your uh, with with security experts. Um, now, there's a number of, beyond VPN. There's multi-factor authentication uh, um, and uh, other uh, other sort of tools that use real-time analytics of cyber threats to help you uh, make sure that you don't click on malicious links or um, uh, or, or use um, other techniques like DNS forging and stuff like that. So, businesses, first of all, as they move their em- their employees to work remotely. Uh, need to be a little more cognizant and apply the, the, the latest, uh, techniques in, in, uh, in, 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 in working remotely or allowing their, uh, their employees to work remotely. Now, then there's the other side of the individual. So we spoke about being cognizant of what you're doing, cognizant of the links that you're clicking on, not acting in haste, right? So that's one thing. But there's a, there's other element of how do you secure, let's just say, your Wi-Fi network, uh, at home. Um, now what we've, we've offered at Cisco in, in these unprecedented times, purely to help businesses and, and individuals is, uh, two solutions. Okay. The WebEx platform is a collaboration solution, but there's also, we've offered us, that offering our security, uh, VPN security, multi-factor authentication, and Cisco Umbrella, is uh, it's a DNS filtering, uh, solution for free. So you could, you could take the uh, DNS filtering solution on um, Cisco Umbrella, the free, free version, and configure your router at home. Um, your device on home, at home and, and what will happen is that every request that you say, say you click on a malicious link that uh, organization I spoke about earlier Cisco Talos, that uh, analyzes threats feeds into these products and they will know that you are trying to click on a malicious link and block that so that, that, those are the little things that can help you take advantage of the free solutions There's a number of companies offering them including ours um, and take advantage of those free solutions at home uh, and then businesses just to really apply apply their mind and just take advantage of the technology that's out there to uh, ensure the security of their employees working remotely uh, and the and the information.
0: I think what I'm getting out of this, Kerry, and this is going to be linked to the message that I just want to read now from one of our listeners. Songhez, during this lockdown period, how does one contact and quickly get a response from SARS? I received an email from a person claiming to be a law firm saying there is a court order for an outstanding invoice. How does one then deal with such things? And I think I'm going to sort of corroborate that question or sort of piggyback on that by saying, essentially, when one buys... A laptop. One is not just buying the convenience of being accessible and engaging the world in the comfort of one's home and wherever one may so be for so long as they have data or access to that. But one is essentially buying this very dangerous tool that it can and does expose their most private detail and commercial property, if you will, that could essentially be the end of one's business, if it's a business or the end of one's most private information. So when we engage protocols for the ordinary South African, so to speak, follow up on the previous question that I asked you about my own experience, how then can you just continue, first of all, in response to this question from the listener and also just alert people that the reality of a laptop is it's, it's something that can make or break your life, quite literally?
1: Yes, uh, uh, as you mentioned earlier, um, they're great opportunities and, and uh, set ups that uh, big businesses can uh, take advantage of. But I think for the, the ordinary South African and the possibly the, the small business that possibly doesn't have an IT person that doesn't that understands what a VPN is or what it is to create a virtual private network in order to connect to your company safely. Um, the, probably more realistic, uh, like Garson said, in my day today was a board meeting for three hours on Zoom. Um, and homework for two hours on Zoom with my kids. Um, so you've got on the one side a very important business uh, setup, and on mm. the other side uh, something probably more important than than business to some people, their kids and uh, what what your kids are exposed to and what they could what damage they could get into in terms of the net, the internet and what is out there uh, possibly is more scary to me so so to to come back to being just a normal user whether you're working at home uh for your business or you're actually just uh setting up your kids to work at home as well for their school and um, there are basic things you can do. And it also links to Garson's discussion around being multi-layered security ideas. So besides having your own personal smarts talking about your um, issue you had about clicking on links, making sure you're educated, um, and there's lots of information about cybersecurity information and how you can train yourself. But also then just think about things like so you have your home router, which most people are using instead of a work connection. And um, just check small things like your setup. Most people have got the default setup on their on their routers, which is really something simple that people forget about, but absolutely the most easiest thing to hack. So just changing your 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 home router's username and password is really a small thing that can really change, make a huge difference to your vulnerability. And um, similar to what Garson's saying, our labs. Um, at ESET in Slovakia, uh, receive over 250,000 new samples a day of different malware. So there's a huge amount out there, really just making sure if you can, know, provided by your company um, or, or yourself, try and get some kind of reputable software. And as Garson said, there are loads of people, including Cisco and ESET, are also offering um, some free software at the moment for people to get themselves through this COVID time. Just install something that is reputable and that is updating often. Um, and like any software, um, a lot of the Zoom issue has been actually... Uh, updated, and uh, you really do need to update most of the software. You're using obviously making sure that you're clicking on legitimate links um, and, and not uh, on malicious links, but making sure your software is up to date really will help you. Um, and that includes actually the the firmware on your um, on your routers as well. And obviously, there if you can really have a VPN or TFA uh, to link to your 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 company network. And um, that's great. But most home users, uh, first of all, don't understand what that is. Um, and, and really, the company is not necessarily having set them up, uh, being small SMBs and not having the actual information I graph.
0: Can I follow up on that? For instance, you talk about updating your software. I mean, what comes to mind is antivirus. And for those who are private users in their homes, how do you screen these IT technicians who come to your home to do essentially what you have just highlighted? How am I satisfied that this person is not going to steal or somehow duplicate the information on this laptop for one's use later on without me ever knowing? The question really is: you never know, as a layperson whether or well, you might know what the danger is, but you might not know who the danger is, and and that. The becomes the next best question
1: yes absolutely so so for example you said ourselves are an internet security provider and the base of that kind of product is an antivirus product so you can do any search on on the internet on reputable site for to find really good software there are great ones top 10 or top 15 in fact worldwide are great products some are free some aren't Um, and really just finding uh, the right vendor that allows the great users to, uh, or, or tech guys, to install it for you. And that, like you said, you probably find, your kids can probably set it up better than you anyway, um, and, and people will find a, a route around. But if you're using a really good software, they will not be allowed to do the, the malicious activity. Um, and making sure that you don't allow any of these technicians to have constant um, remote access. So they will say to you, I need remote access to to help Uh, sort out your tech issue you may install a software make sure you uninstall it afterwards so they don't still have access to your 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 laptop or your pc or any device for that matter
0: let's take some calls on 0891 104 207 for those of you who wish to share your thoughts have you been working from home what have your experiences been with cybersecurity and general it stuff do you now appreciate somewhat the weird looking geeky guy who wears glasses i'm going to ask you a question think about it please garson this website uses cookies. What on earth are cookies and what is one signing up for? Think about that we're going to play a voice note and that will be for you carry. the reality is that
2: as long as we've got a tendency of clean social media videos or audio files then you are vulnerable to cyber to cyber attacks like on Facebook on WhatsApp and Twitter. A hacker will just take a a video and encode a JavaScript file, a JavaScript malware file. And the moment you open it, you are giving him permission to install it in the background. So I are giving him backdoor access to your device. And then he takes over everything, your bank account as long as you're using bank account and everything.
0: I'm going to ask you to please unpack that, Kerry. What is the gentleman talking about? Did you hear that?
1: Uh Yeah, I didn't necessarily hear most of it, but what I think he's saying is uh, vulnerabilities within social media. And absolutely, it is a huge vector that is taken advantage of um, because there are so many people on social media and it's especially an emotional platform. So, for example, at the moment, um, there are a lot of charitable spirit uh, vulnerabilities out there and people pushing to get funding and and information and uh, money towards some, some kind of campaign. And he's talking about an an embedded Java link within these within social media. I think is what he said within Twitter. Um, And absolutely, that happens all the time. It's not just with the COVID. Um, And it really goes back to our original conversation around your email. People should not click on and install anything from any of these platforms and social media, very specifically, because often people are not good at. stopping people they don't know within their network so really they're having anybody getting access to them within social media so again in social media you really shouldn't befriend anybody you don't really know personally um, or or know somebody who knows them Um, and because absolutely you cannot be sure whether these links they are sending you are are malicious or not and really what you rather should do is not install it. If you feel that you need to install something like that go rather directly to the website um, and just investigate whether that that kind of information or link needs to be used uh, within your within that platform social media is very much a very high risk area um, and people really need to be cautious about clicking on anything there
0: i'm going to follow up on that but i'm just going to give garson naidu the south africa country manager for cisco it and networking company an opportunity to respond every time you go into a website every now and then it's going to ask you do you accept cookies and of course if you say no because you don't even know what this is access to that site is therefore henceforth forbidden and of course if you say yes whatever it is that you've given up then you can go free reading what are cookies and what are the implications to the user
2: so yeah cookies are interesting one so cookies or an http cookie um is actually what it allows the websites to do is, is, is track here keep track of your visits and activity so let me just uh, give an example if you're on a let's say you're on a on a Shopping website and you have your uh, shopping cart. You put some stuff on the cart. You'll notice that you can close the browser and come back to that browser and go back to that site, and then you'll still find uh, those uh, those items that you put on your shopping cart still there. This is the functionality of 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 the cookie. Now, under normal circumstances, cookies cannot really transfer viruses or malware to your computer. Um, But there are some viruses and malware that can be disguised as cookies, and that's what you need to. be, be cautious of, and things like your antivirus software and other other security mechanisms help you keep track of that. Right? Um, so there's, then there's other third-party tracking cookies that can also cause security and privacy concerns. Can share data, and I think that's where where you need to start becoming more cognizant of, of the cookies that you're accepting. Um, but most most websites, when you look at uh, those cookies that you accept, most reputable websites. When you're looking at those cookies that you're accepting is for to allow you to actually navigate through that through that website. Some sometimes those websites don't won't actually work properly if you if you don't uh, accept those cookies. Um, yeah. Then again, I think it's it's you know keeping your your software updated, keeping your your virus, anti-virus software updated, and making sure you have the necessary basics for for security.
0: When one is done with working on one's computer is there a protocol that you might advise or just basic good behavior or habits that one should employ with the kind of effect of sweeping behind oneself for instance clear browsing history how strong or how potent is that for the purposes of protecting what it was that you were doing on your computer logging off sites that you're not particularly sure that you've logged off but there's one silver bullet if you like that just simply just logs you off talking about Using your password, how how do you make sure you don't leave your password there, for instance, sometimes you enter your password and they say, do you want to save this password so as to make it easier for you to log on the next time? I always Mm -hmm. say never. Um, Can you just give us a sense, Garson, please, how do you sweep behind oneself to make sure that as far as possible one is safe?
2: So I think you need to be very cautious if you're using a machine that uh, that's a public machine, right? So let's just say you logging on from a terminal that other people have access to and other people uh, use. So there, you know, you'd be very cautious about clearing the uh, the information that you have on clearing the cookies, for example. Um, I think that that's you need to be really cognizant of. Um, uh, when it comes to your own personal machine, um, I think it's it's less of a problem, but it's always good practice. It is always good practice. It may not be uh, practically achievable in every every instance to to clear those cookies and clear the cache uh, every time you use it. It's it's, it's, it's you know it I think if you if uh, you if you want to make a call and say what is good practice? Yes, it is good practice clear it, but it's not always achievable. I think, but. Absolutely, if you're using a public machine a machine that some uh, that that other people have access to, yes, you should definitely do it and then you're on your own machine or your own personal machine, make sure that you're, that you have the real right security controls in place I say security virus uh, antivirus very so really basics and make sure that your software is updated.
0: Final question to you, Kerry. Thanks for that, Garson. You mentioned earlier on one should be careful on clicking anything on social media. But for many, social media is an income. It's a business platform. It is what gives them their bread. So the more followers you have or the more friends that you have, the better your ability to influence. We call them influencers on that space. And as a result, they therefore then... It is an incentive to have many followers, therefore clicking on many things. I'm going to give you an opportunity just to think about that, because we do want to take a call, Kerry. Um, there's Suraya from Durban giving us a call. But, Kerry, you'll answer after Suraya answers, I mean, calls and contributes. Good evening, Suraya.
3: Good, uh, good evening, uh, Sangeza. How are you?
0: I'm well, ma'am. How are you?
3: Okay. Well, thanks for the program. I'll, I'll try to be... It's a long story, but I'll try to cut it short. My daughter is overseas, and uh, the same thing happened. She was highly pregnant due to have a baby, and then she online it came that she's going to be studying, she nursing. And eventually she got onto this thing without telling the husband, and uh, they threatened her many times to say, you must put in the money, put in the money. She kept on paying, and she said, I'm not getting any receipt for it. They said, no, don't worry, you will get the receipt in due time. And they said, if you don't pay within this thing, we're going to lock you up. Already we locked about eight South Africans for this. And eventually she was so stressed, she lost the baby. And now she's paying through her nose because she had to take a bank loan. And she's paying, and it's not easy over there, overseas. She's still there. It's not easy. But this is what I'm saying. And she was going to do nursing uh, just to upgrade to go into another country. And this is what happened to her. Eventually she lost the full-term baby with that stress. This is what happens. Yeah. (sighs) Gosh. Thanks for taking my call. It was really hard, so. But she's okay now, she's coping. But just paying, trying to pay that loan off. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, um, Soraya, thanks for calling. I'm, Take care. This is harrowing. How does one respond from that? I mean, first of all, there's a death here, and condolences to you, ma'am, your daughter, your family, the husband, everybody involved. Good Lord. Notwithstanding the fact that there's just been this massive syndicate or crime or hoax, whatever you call it. It's probably a good time for a break. Let's take a break. Garson, you'll respond to that call, please. Kerry, you'll respond to my question that I'd asked before the call, after which we will end the program with you guys. Thanks very much. Call or now. now. 0891-104-207. Yeah, good evening, everybody. We're wrapping up the conversation now. One final response from Mr. Garson Naidu, SA Country Manager for Cisco, and Ms. Kerry van Vlaanderen, who is the CEO of ESET, that's a security software developing company. Garson, you heard that very, very sad phone call. Do you want to respond, please? Oh, it's a pity we seem to have lost them now. Anyway, I think it's probably a good time for us to just probably move on with the conversation because we were already hard-pressed for time as it pertains to the next conversation with Dr. Linda Meyer, who is the Director of Operations and Sector Support at University South Africa. It's a pity, Surya, we didn't have an opportunity to respond to your concern or question, but I think, speaking as a man, I can only just wish strength to, first of all, the mother who lost her baby. Full-term baby. I mean, I don't think there's anything that might compare to the pain that a mother can only experience. And strength to the husband as well. And I only wish that he just supports his wife. Sure, he's going through pain himself. He's lost out twice because he didn't know about any of these transactions. At least the way the phone call went. And I just wish strength to everybody. It's a difficult time for the world. It's an emotional time for the world. And there are many low-hanging fruits that unscrupulous persons will be waiting to pick to the extent that those who don't look over the shoulder, it'll be a problem. I understand Garson is on hold. At least let's wrap up with you, Garson. You heard that phone call. Do you want to respond finally to that mother who's speaking on behalf of her daughter and her late grandchild?
2: Yeah, very really sorry to hear about that. But this is, this is the thing, right? You, you find these malicious actors that are exploiting human emotions just for financial gain. And, and it's, it's, it's really... Really sad and, and frustrating. Um, so, but we got to be more cautious, right? We have to. We have to uh, uh, try to train ourselves to be to be more attentive to these types of things. Um, I think we just need to make sure that when when we're acting in haste or, we, or we're being forced to, and, and we there's there's people that are challenging us and and, and asking us to act in haste, to so just take a step back and just think about what we're doing. Um, it, it's very difficult i mean mm. I've, uh, you know I've even experienced these type of scenarios, and it is very difficult very tempted to act, but I think you need to be very cautious not to act and just take a step back and and verify and validate you know what's happening so uh, yeah a really sad story but uh, and you know we fire we, we hear about these stories very, very often, and that's why it's so important that we um are very uh, cognizant of what what's happening on out there and how people are trying to take advantage of other people.
0: Fantastic. My brother, let's leave it there. Thank you so much for your time and appreciate your wisdom. Mr. Garson Naidu, SA Country Manager for Cisco.